welcome to Bonehead. We're talking dinosaurs. Now, wow, 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 daddy love me. Huh. Um, let me tell you. Oh, can, can we address the fact, speaking of dinosaurs, I let's address the dinosaur in the room. I went boom, boom in my bam, bam. Uh, I can't help but notice you have giant I went, feet I'm, behind you. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, well, for our YouTube listeners, watchers, that thing's awesome. <laughs> Which it just reminds me of. contacted me about purchasing it. it I won't just, give him a number. It just reminds me, of course, of the greatest dinosaur-based Kool-Aid of all time. Kool-Aid of all time, which would, of course, be Rockadile Red. God, wasn't that awesome? Yeah, anybody I remember Rockadile Red? No, I don't know. Uh, you do. probably were more obsessed with the Sunshine Punch since that was from the early 80s. I really didn't eat a lot of Kool-Aid. What was the, what was, it wasn't Wrigley's, it was like Willie's or whatever the generic. Wally's, Wally's. 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 That was, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the shit I drank. It, it came from a, uh, they made it there in that uh, plant uh, uh, right next to uh, that one place in Russia where they had that accident. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came out of the Chernobyl division of Wiley. <laughs> yeah. And it went straight to southeastern. Europe. They were sitting there and say, listen, we could make the anthrax. Why are they Italian, Jay? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't because... to to I didn't want to go talking like this. <laughs> because they're you a think, multinational you think anybody... conglomerate and they support all people, you bigot. Anyway, they were saying that we should either make it the anthrax or we could make it the Wileys. And they went with Wileys. And it turns out there probably would have been a bigger market for the other, but we all live and learn. So yeah. so dinosaurs. Yeah. So so go ahead, Chad. No, I'm just curious. So I, I came up with this topic and I think I'll James, I don't know so much about you, but I know Joe and I were pretty dinosaur obsessed when we were kids, right, Joe? I wouldn't call it obsessed, but I love, love I love dinosaurs. I, uh, we took my kid to that uh, before COVID. He was too young. He's barely walking to the, the meet the dinosaurs where they do the puppets and things and they yeah. travel around. And I had a much better time than he did. James, what about you? You know, I'll be honest. I, I was never that kid. I mean, I, I like dinosaurs, but like Jurassic Park wasn't a must see for me, even as a kid. It was, it was cool, but it was not, oh my God, I need to. I saw it two or three times in the theater. Oh God. Yeah. That, that was like, um, that was literally one, one of two times I actually jumped in a theater from, from being scared. And it was a Jurassic Park, which is by the way, so weird. It was Jurassic Park. It was the scene where Wayne Knight dies. The other time, by the way, for our listeners that he jumped was he went to see a film with Paul Rubens. It was on the news. You may have heard about it. <laughs> Paul Rubens wasn't in the film. He went with Paul yeah. Rubens to the theater. It's like that time I went to see a Timely film. Humor. Uh, and uh, Alanis Morissette and this guy were in the back row and they were making a lot of noise. I don't know what they were doing back there, but it was very distracting to my movie going experience. No, but so I guess I was the only one who was truly obsessed because I, I still have fond memories of when I went to the kid, when I as a kid going to the school library, library our country accent coming out and Library. those those were the first books i recall reading is i would go to the the fiction section the nonfiction section and they we had a series of books based on us on different dinosaurs and i would read those by the way I, I interchanged those encrypteds i checked out every single book on dinosaurs bigfoot the loch ness monster so on and, and the so theory forth. of atlantis yeah <laughs> i think well, i did check out one on it least but no it was is is it was all uh it should have all been under fiction because Jesus put the dinosaurs there. Oh my God! <laughs> bones to test your faith. 
Yeah. <laughs> and for more this information about Earth that, is only about five thousand years old. For yeah. more information about that, see the documentary Velocipastor. Or or look into how science is lies. Hashtag Fox News. Yeah. So it. I. I just. I. I was obsessed with them as a kid, and I. You know, when I came up with this topic just off the top of my head i could come up with a couple of dinosaur movies and i'm like there's going to be so many more i could come up with and i would be damned there's not <laughs> well okay so that's one other I than ray to. we're, we're uh-huh. not getting are we you'll probably get into ray harryhausen but 80s yeah. 90s not a lot well well 90s is jurassic park well and, other than jurassic park and, yeah and, and corman films yes but we'll get to that in a second but before we get to the actual movies I'm with Chad. I do love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs probably more and more as I get older. And I especially love the the history of the making of dinosaur pictures. Now, that being said, we'll get to Willis O'Brien. We'll get to the Lost World. So I'll get to all that in a minute. But what I want to talk about is in my head, I was so excited as we said, dinosaur movies and television. And fellas, uh, there's not a ton of dinosaur movies I actually like. Same here. And I, I want to go. You're out. not going to besmirch 10,000 BC, are you? Well, you know, it's not on my list. It's yeah, I was going to say, James is literally going to list every single one on our. He's doing it again where he's going to. Uh, by the way, that's not. He already listed one that was on mine. Hold but on, he's going to list on. every single one inside comments. Hey, before we hey even fellas, get y'all ever hear of that Jurassic Park movie? That's well, got some okay, dinosaurs in it. There, a couple of things. A couple of things. Okay. So I kept looking at all the. I, I'm the one who always goes and sees what are the best lists of these because I, I just like looking and seeing what people see. And a couple of them are just awful on these best of lists because out of 20, there's not a ton of great ones and jurassic park is normally number one or two and in fact most of them if they're more than 10 or 20 movies on the list there'll be at least three jurassic park jurassic world films on there yeah now i like jurassic park i still like jurassic park i like jurassic world i like jurassic world fallen kingdom quite a bit uh, dinosaurs in a haunted house worked for me is it is it magic no but i enjoyed the picture plus it's got that uh, great character actor uh from silence of the lambs and uh um uh, mangler sam what's his name sam levine no Ted Levine. It's got Ted, Ted Levine, Levine in it. Ted Levine is a bad guy in, in Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. And Dinosaurs in that Haunted Mansion, like I said, can't beat that. That's just right up Joe's alley. Now, that being said, are they great movies? Meh. Do I enjoy the hell out of them? Yes. Do I sit around and watch Jurassic Park all the time? No. Yeah, no, I don't either. I, I, I introduced my daughter to the first Ooh, Jurassic Park, and yeah. she really liked it. My kid did, too. I showed it to him last summer probably too young but he didn't get too upset we had pizza it was good yeah that being said there is not a ton of and by the way i've got another question some of these on these lists i don't know that i call them dinosaur movies i didn't see a lot of the list i'll be honest with you i just didn't um i pulled i pulled mine oh sorry there was lightning and thunder outside my door right then yeah and we should we should acknowledge that the fact that we are recording this during a thunderstorm and uh, my microphone in particular is right next to a window. So if you get shot, so I don't know if you just heard that brief silence because that was one head will roll on with two people. Yeah. Don't you all worry. But so I'm sorry. Chad and also, saying. I'm sorry if you start uh, like having some kind of fit listening to this because thunder like causes you to like get into the fetal position and suck the your fuck thumb. Is it a dog? They're dogs listening to people leaving us on. While In all fairness, some people probably just turn it on to help us out with views and then let their dogs suffer through it. So, yeah, it's probably. 
what Chad is saying is, is that we would like to apologize if you get thunderstruck. (laughs) Anyway, it really was lightning outside. Yeah, it was. It just just happened while I was mentioning that. A couple of them I want to throw out to you, gentlemen, before we get started. Is Godzilla a dinosaur picture? I don't think so, but it's on a couple of those lists. I don't, well. It depends. It, right? mm. it depends on what film you're watching if they try to give him an origin yeah but still he was mutated from atomic energy, energy yeah, yeah no he, he is lived during the jurassic or crustaceous well or- hold on is is that the, but that's not the story that goes with the new godzilla movies correct it's like he's a ancient deity demon thing right that's there to protect but he still got he still got woke up uh (laughs) he got woke but he wasn't created from it though that's what i'm getting at no 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 but i i I, he is an alpha right there's him and him and that giant monkey that's right i don't think yeah i do not think it's a dinosaur pick i don't i didn't here's enough hey pickle sorry but if you guys hear i heard him my my kitty gets upset with storms number two number two I know King Kong has one of the best dinosaur sequences in movie history with King Kong fighting the dinosaur. Especially Peter Jackson's version. That's good too, but I truly like the original one as well. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just saying that in terms of what Peter Jackson did. That and the ice skating scene are the best sequences in the movie. Yeah. I really like it. Anyway, I do not like that ice skating scene. That scene where well, she's that's because hungry. you don't like love. Now that that scene where she's hungry and looking through the uh, the window of the cafe where the rich people are eating. That's a we good probably scene. need to do a whole movie, a whole episode on monkey movies or or just King Kong. Maybe that's monkeys. Next, that's next week. But do you consider King Kong a dinosaur picture? I, do not. I don't really yeah. either. But it's on a lot of the list. Not for a ten minute segment. It, it, but it does. I get both. Both movies is their segments where the dinosaurs is fantastic. But I don't think of them when I think of dinosaur movies. There's no dinosaur segment in Godzilla unless there's a scene I missed where Godzilla fights a brontosaurus. No, but it shows up on dinosaur movies if you Google like the best. Uh, that 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 sub shocks me because I don't consider it a dinosaur film. I never have. I've considered it an atomic monster movie. All right. So do you want me to go first a little bit? I think the first one I want to is take a shout out and we want to talk a little bit about Willis O'Brien and Willis O'Brien. If you don't know who that is, uh, did most of the, it did it really pioneered stop motion effects. So, I mean, we could do two part episode on this and Ray Harryhausen, if you know that name studied at the feet of Willis O'Brien, <clears throat> but yeah. one of the first movies to do this was called The Lost World, 1925. It's based on a book by James. Do you know who? Oh, The Lost World? Oh, crap. Arthur Conan Doyle. Doyle. He wrote uh, those... Uh, I was, I was trying to be a smart ass. Which, what was Poe's investigator? Dupin. See August Dupin. He wrote all those Dupin put books. All those poor imitation Dupins. <laughs> Come at me, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle Society. Please That's, actually don't. I would love to join you. Please don't kill me. At some point, does Dupin eat pudding? No. Pudding, Dupin? Dupin, pudding? Pudding, pudding. Pudding, Dupin. This is the first film made in the United States. Probably the world. All right. So uh, the world to feature model animation as a primary special effect or stop motion. Now, there's a story, and I didn't know this, that Arthur Conan Doyle had a print and showed it to a famous magician and a bunch of other famous 
people at the same time, but the one person that they mentioned was, you guys remember a famous magician? Houdini. Houdini. Yeah, who thought it was one of the greatest tricks of all time. Yeah. Because no one had seen anything quite like it. Yeah, there's that whole story about how they used to be friends, Arthur Conan Doyle and Houdini, and then Arthur Conan... No, is that... Yeah, Arthur Conan... Conan Doyle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he became a spiritualist and all that shit. Yeah. Find that fascinating. I didn't know. Um, so I want to skip ahead of, uh, a little bit. It was also the Lost World. I find fascinating. It was the first movie that anyone could find that was played on a flight in 1925. The, one of the airline flights for to entertain passengers. But the issue is, how is that even possible? Well, hold on. It shouldn't have been possible. It's extremely dangerous. You want to know why? Yeah, I know why. But tell them. I know why, but why don't you prove that you know why? <laughs> because the original film stock was on flammable nitrate. Yes, exactly. If you've ever seen Inglorious Bastards, Tarantino literally stops the movie to go, at this time, film stock was on nitrate. It I literally didn't want to step on your shoes, by the way. <laughs> it's okay. It's funnier the other way. <laughs> you, He's right. You could just light a match near it and the shit would go up. So when they burn everybody up in the theater and Glorious Bastards, sorry, spoiler alert, that's all true. That's the reason he stops the movie to show you because film's not made on that. It, well, we don't even use film anymore. It's also a reason why like, we lost a lot of films is because it was on that type of material and it just degraded. and it Degraded, that's right. It's highly flammable. It was a risky undertaking on a wood and fabric tall plane, by the way. It was oh a converted God. World War One bomber, the Hanley Page 0400. <laughs> no one died. That's it would have been funnier if they did. <laughs> so well, well, we probably remember it. No one remembers it now. It's like the first in picture first uh in plane picture was the lost world. That's fine. I'm just trying to picture that because you know I'm just I this is the dynamics of showing a movie on a plane at that a converted time. Converted World War One bomber. Yes. I mean, I, it would have been a process. It's a silent film, though, so there was no audio. So well, you, you just the the size of the screen, the fact that the plane you you know that plane was literally like a walk a flying vibrator. Everyone at that time did what? Smoke cocaine. That's right. They did cocaine and smoked. They got their cocaine and their Coca-Cola, and if they didn't get it there, they literally did bumps of cocaine and smoked. They were smoking with nitrate film on a wooden plane going this oh is God. the top of love blew up didn't happen though so anyway i know that really has nothing to do with dinosaurs but don't you gentlemen find that fascinating i do that's that amazes me yeah so the lost world i've actually seen most of it i honestly doesn't stick in my mind i remember some of the stop motion i need to go back and rewatch it it doesn't stick in my mind like king kong because it's just not the movie king kong was no Mm-mm. but it led to king kong willis o'brien that you know he cut his teeth and learned his craft so that he would be even better later in king kong so i just wanted to give a little history of the original dinosaur picture the lost world based on arthur conan doyle and for some odd reason my timeline i would have thought conan doyle was dead now i guess i i did i just didn't realize that he was still alive and would have seen the picture that made out of his book yeah i just wow i and would you show it to houdini <laughs> to freak him out and, it could, and it took a lot to freak out houdini right you know I, said? I mean he spent his whole life like looking for know. spiritual things and didn't believe in it and was hoping to find proof and never did did yeah yeah 
Yeah, I James, get, I kind of get that a little bit. James, how far do you want to go up? Because I'm going to, I'm going to the 80s on mine. So if you want to if you want to go pre 80s, mine, go for mine it. is the 80s. So if you want to go, I'll go. All right. to you. Well, okay. So on, there's some 70s stuff. You guys then I go mean, for it. I mean, well, I mean, 1000 BC or 1 million BC. You guys aren't going to mention any of those or anything. No, I, mean, I, I mean, on my list either. No, yeah, by the way, though, I I guess there is one I should mention. Because it's probably the most important film, some hack called, hold on, let me make sure I get this name correct, a D.W. Griffith. I don't know. He probably didn't do anything else. But Brute Force. You call D.W. Brute Force was a 1914 film that was also marketed as a Primitive Man uh, that was about a caveman fighting. It was actually a sequel to his earlier film, Man's Genesis. They obviously silent films in the nineteen, which was nineteen twelve. So just FYI, if you ever wonder who you can blame for the Flintstones, it's the same guy that did Birth of a Nation. He's the first person to put, oh, cavemen had to fight dinosaurs on film. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about one million BC, but I just haven't. I I don't have a lot of information on it. I kind of prefer. I don't know about you all, but have you all ever seen the the nineteen forty original? directed nope. by Hal Roach Jr. and Hal Roach. I haven't. That one um that one's actually interesting to watch. They didn't use they used like lizards. This they just used iguanas and it was kind of a projection screen. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. Most notably, the biggest thing about rear that one is projection are you talking about like rear projection? Yeah, sorry, what did I say? Projection screen, but I was just making sure yeah. you, I was Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah I wasn't no, correcting uh, you as much as I was just clear I'm talking. I'm talking really fast too. It also, it's most notably, it's it starred um, Raquel Welch's character Loana. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's it starred a Carol Landis, mm. who just did not have the career that she had because she, not to go depressing, she killed herself. But um, yeah, uh, which is uh, tragic. But yeah, it's it's worth a watch. Um, it's actually colorized, which is kind of from from 1940. Mm-hmm. Um, and if because a lot of people just know the Raquel Welch version, the, the 1940 version is worth a watch. I actually find it a lot uh, from what I've seen of the two, I actually kind of prefer the 1940 version. It's no caveman, no god. Hashtag Carl Godley, look, Hashtag Carl Godley, look him up on both. I, I thought it was an interesting film, I did, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was out there. All right, who's up? Um, I'll go. Um, so the movie that did it for me, um, which actually kind of started my love of dinosaurs. Baby, Secret of the Lost Legend, 1985. You know, I remember that movie as a kid and being interested in it, but I've never seen it. And I'm telling you, I probably haven't seen that movie since I was eight years old, since 86. On Dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't even, I don't, there's not even a print available of it anymore. Really? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of forgotten. Because it stars uh, Patrick, what's his face from? Uh, it stars William Cat. Or not the insider, the prisoner. It star uh it stars Sean Young, William Cat, and Patrick McGowan. That's who I said Patrick Patrick, Patrick McGowan. I'm sorry, yeah, from the prisoner. And I, can't, I always forget he's this prisoner. I don't know why. I don't either because I, actually I've never watched the prisoner. I need to do that. What? Is, isn't he isn't he in the isn't he the guy running the prison in the, the terrible tale we'll rip off of the prison double team starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman? I've never seen that either. I, I must, need to look I, I might to be misremembering that. right behind. I really might be disremembering that. James, if you want to take a second, look that up for me. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Get yeah. in there, Morpheus. Double team. Um, God, it's one of those movies my brother's made. Was that a movie or a title or an instruction? 
Oh my God. It was a, it was a movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. And they made basketball puns for an hour and a half. It's God. It's awful. Seeing the trailer thinking I will never see this. And it is a direct ripoff of the prisoner, which is even worse. Hmm. Um, anyway, so baby, see, baby secret of the lost legend. It directed, it was directed by Bill Norton. Joe, do you know who Bill Norton is? No. So uh, most notably, uh, he's done Norton a, junior's dad. And uh, if no. any of our fans out there are sports fans, they'll know who that is. But James, I was just going to say, uh, real quick, Chad, to your query, double team directed by Hart Suey. Written by John De- J- uh, J- Don Jacoby and Paul uh, Mones, uh, or Mones. Um, I know who stars, Don Jacoby is. Stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, Mickey Rourke, Paul yeah, Freeman, he- uh, Natasha uh, Lindiger. Uh, but I am not seeing... Um, Paul Freeman's who you're thinking of. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Paul Freeman's the bad guy in Indiana is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. maybe. It may be. And also, too, I think isn't he, he the, Power Power isn't he isn't he Ivan Ooze in the Power Ranger movie? That's, that's exactly you beat me to it. We're both saying he's. I've never. <laughs> By the way, him. interesting trivia, Joe. If you ever wondered where did Mickey Rourke learn all his martial arts moves, he had to train to appear in this film so he could fight with Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme wouldn't fight with him in the film until Mickey Rourke trained. And if you're thinking I would have kept Mickey Rourke and replaced Jean Claude Van Damme. I don't have a response to that. That's just me. And he's, he's trying his best. He's a working actor, Joe cheese. So, yeah. Uh, so no, Bill Norton, he directed uh, a, a bunch of TV, like pretty much any TV show. He probably, he did a couple episodes of the twilight zone from the eighties as well. Oh. Uh, he, he also directed uh three for the road, which was, if you watch our road, our, our road trip movie uh, episode, I'm yeah. Charlie Sheen and uh, uh, the guy from Ferris Bueller and uh, Oh, the girl from Goonies. God, why am I blanking on their names? I had a crush on her. I did too. Um, But he also directed more American graffiti. (laughs) Oh, and you know what we needed more of? Yeah. American graffiti. graffiti. Now it was, it was written by Clifford and Ellen Green. Uh, They wrote, they were a couple. They wrote three wishes, bless the child. Uh, Clifford Green actually wrote space camp. uh, And they both wrote James's favorite movie of all time. He talks about it all the time. Uh, the seventh sign um so baby <laughs> but okay okay so uh, you two movies that are probably not good that i loved as a kid and one of them was seventh sign with demi moore and jürgen <laughs> proc now and the other one was space camp and yeah. i don't know where you can find space camp i can't either i will say i, I have seen it on tv on one on the, like those me tv stations but no, Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. I loved this movie as a kid, and it made me love dinosaurs. And if you watch it now, you can find clips of it, and I think there might be a print of it on YouTube. God, it's awful. Is I it? mean, the pup the puppetry is awful. Um, there is one scene where, and I remembered it as a kid vividly, uh, where the mom. It's about so it's about these these uh, explorers in a jungle, and they come across a baby brontosaurus and its mother. And they're trying to protect them from hunters red, led by the evil Patrick McGowan. Um, right. And uh, there's one scene where one of the, if it's not Patrick, it's one of the other bad guys gets picked up by the mama brontosaurus and basically split in two. Which, by the way, a brontosaurus, I don't believe can do. <laughs> it's a herbivore. <laughs> so they didn't go historically accurate on that. Um <laughs> But also, too, it is a very bizarre film. There is a love scene between Sean Young and William Cat where they are going at it 
right in front of the baby dinosaur. Like the baby dinosaur is just standing there eating leaves and they are going at it hardcore. It is one of the most bizarre films ever. And I loved it as a kid. And I want to find a copy of it to see if it's as bad as the clips I watched are. (laughs) And I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I cannot find a copy of it. And I'd honestly don't know if I'd go buy a copy even if they sell it on DVD. Cause I just, I just, it just looks terrible now. But as a kid, I was obsessed with this movie. So James, what do you got? I'm going to break tradition. No, I'm going to Some actually thing. talk about something that, uh, um, in the realm of movies that could have been, but again, taking us a little bit into our pop culture focus. So Chad, I know you're you're familiar with um, the attacks from the planet Mars, mm-hmm. the Mars attacks, if you will. Uh, that was a, originally based on a card series, right? Yeah. And it came out in the 1960s. It was really, really controversial because there's the most famous card that a lot of parents grouped through fits about in the 60s had one of the aliens vaporizing the family dog in the living room. Yeah. And so it was really controversial. Well, the guys that created that were chilling, you know, being around in the 1980s because they hadn't died, um, (laughs) said, what could we do to replicate that? Because now those kids that loved our cards, but their parents hated them, well, now they have kids. What can we do to make them angry the way their parents were angry? And the story behind that leads to the card series Dinosaurs Attack. Art Art Spiegelman and Lynn Brown. Lynn Brown was the one that designed and wrote the Mars Attacks cards that were so controversial. So Art Spiegelman, Lynn Brown, and Gary Gerani develops this idea of we're going to do the same thing, except instead of riffing on alien films, science fiction films, we're going to riff on those old monster frozen and ice films, except for their card series, it tells the story of these scientists her working on a time machine when things go terribly, terribly wrong and they accidentally bring dinosaurs into modern day and the dinosaurs just start killing people. I mean, in the most ludicrous ways. And it doesn't matter if there's a herbivore, it's going to kill people. Matter of fact, the trilobites, those little fossils that you find where obviously it was bugs and they just ate the nutrients in the soil. Oh, not in dinosaur attacks, sir. They're, they eat people's flesh. They just crawl on you and eat your flesh while you sleep. Uh, it was a 55 card set, 11 stickers. Now, here's the part. And by the way, I remember these when I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to have many of them, but I got a few of them. I got a I've couple seen pictures there. of them. Um, and there were fans that called the master villain, which I think the people who make Jurassic Park needs to write a check to the estate of anybody that was involved in this because eventually, near the end of the story told by the cards, something finally, they're trying to do it. They're trying to turn back, you know, turn back the time machine, send all these dinosaurs back because they're killing everybody. And what comes through is something called the Supreme Monstrosity. Basically, this uh, th- he was nicknamed by fans Dinosaur Satan. He is the combination of all these dinosaurs sent to kill. And the head scientist, Elias Thorne, has to sacrifice himself to give his wife time enough to activate the time machine and send them all back. Right. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, A, 
they're really cool cards. Much like Mars Attacks, if you just want to see a card that literally was created because these classically trained artists who did Mars Attack went, let's see if we can make parents mad 20 years later, and they did. They did this. Now, it was they thought it would be as big as Mars Attacks. It was not. One, um, in 1991, Eclipse did a... Uh, was going to do a comic book adaptation to continue the card series. The cards weren't a big hit themselves, so um, though they're remembered fondly now. So they actually had a four-issue story arc. They published one issue, and then they stopped publishing. It wasn't until 2013 that IDW Publishing actually finished that story. Talk about having to wait a while to figure out what happens. Um, But this is a fascinating bit of trivia for you. Originally, Tim Burton wanted to make dinosaur attacks. Oh, really? Instead of Mars attacks? Yes. But some upstart by the name of Spielberg, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, also was making a dinosaur film. And he said, there's no way. I can't compete against. And so if you read the book Burton on Burton, he talks about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just to put it in perspective, uh, Spielberg, you know, was had already broke the ice, so to speak. We knew that was coming. And so he, uh, Burton goes, we'll do Mars Attacks. But Burton eventually also wanted to do uh, Mars Attacks versus Dinosaur Attacks, where the dinosaurs attack Mars. That was eventually, I believe, turned into a comic book. I need to see if that ever actually came out or not. Uh, but Every blue moon, you do get a little, uh, something else will come out about this. There's been a Kickstarter to do a second series of them that was extremely successful a few years ago. So there is a second wave of dinosaur attacks cards, but it literally is a card set going, how extreme can we make dinosaurs? And even the, you know, the, the herbivore dinosaurs that have the plates on their back accidentally kill people in ludicrous ways. You see there's a card with dinosaurs where, you know, the, the, uh, one of the dinosaurs that has plates on its back, it has all these people impaled on it where it tried to roll over and it just smashed people into its uh, to the spikes and triceratops with people just impaled on them. It's, it's good for your kids. You should let them check out dinosaur attacks. But in some alternate universe, in some string theory multiverse planet, we didn't get Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Instead, we got Tim Burton's dinosaur attacks. And hey, that would have been cool. All right. <clears throat> Now, gentlemen, I wanted to give the history of some dinosaurs and stop motion because, honestly, I just wanted to talk about Willis O'Brien and, and also make, make sure that I I, na- I have completely blanked on the second guy's name. This is so sad. <laughs> Why in the hell can I think of... Harryhausen? Harryhausen. Harryhausen? Ray Harryhausen. I was oh like, my oh, God. my God, is he... I was like, he's surely not blanking on Harryhausen. So I, I was didn't blanking on Harryhausen. So... When the movies I want to talk about now, since there's not a ton, and I want to, I think we should leave Jurassic Park out of this, even just because it's a well-worn topic. Guys, does it get any better than the 1995 classic, Theodore Rex? (laughs) Uh, By the way, real Uh, quick about Jurassic Park. There is another one where it gets better than Theodore Uh, Rex. Real quick, I want to say one thing about Jurassic Park. If you You sell the one from 94, Chad, I'll kill you. That's my next one. Do you think we'll we'll ever get a a, a version that's more faith, faithful to the no. book as far as the violence, the violence and the gore? 
Yeah, I mean, he gets killed in the book. No, I no, don't. Well, I mean, but a lot of people get brutally, brutally ripped apart, killed, and we don't see that in, mm-hmm. in Spielberg's. We do not see your fancy pantaloons. Now, Princess Dirty Drawers. Hold on for a <laughs> dainty. Second. It's dainty drawers. Oh, I like dirty drawers way better, but <laughs> sorry. Anyways, they've changed their names on Zoom. If you had to imagine, I'm going to actually take this and read it verbatim. If Theodore Rex, 1995 Theodore Rex, if you had to imagine the last film you'd want to see, a mid-90s buddy cop movie starring Whoopi Goldberg and a fully dressed anthropomorphic animatronic dinosaur might be what you would envision. It already exists. It's called Theodore Rex. Did you all know she had to be sued to make this movie, right? She oh, yeah. She was, she, yeah, she was, yeah. That was the only reason she did it, because she got sued to do it. Well, I've never seen it. Have you guys ever seen it? I saw it when it, I saw it, yes. How bad is it? Uh, man, I saw it once in the mid-90s, and uh, I got bored fast. And this is, ta- you're talking about somebody who loved these types of movies, and I could not get through it. So we're going to talk about some other shitty ones, too. But do you mind oh, if yes. I just do a real quick, too, for Chad, are you going to do the 94 one? If you're not, I'll, I'm I'll doing 91. Up. Okay, cool. You get to the 91. This is the one I want to do, then. Uh, 1994's Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, I, that, so guys, that that is the one I knew it existed. I still have never seen it, and I I watched it last summer. And I have a huge crush on. I, well, I had a huge crush on Denise Richards. I so had I mean. a huge crush on Denise Richards too. If you don't know the plot of Tammy and the T Rex, which is go right up there with Theodore Rex, we really should do a double bill for these, and we should have a contest where you come hang out with the Boneheads and watch this double bill, and we all drink and give you gummies. And and make and just put those things that they put on Alex's eyes in the Clockwork Orange and tie you <laughs> yeah. there as a and we just make you watch both of them. Do you think people would be into that? Would they do a Kickstarter or some sort of or some sort of uh, you know pay us? Oh, I, I, you could do fund? it through a Patreon and have it set. You know, you have to do a hundred buck donation to. You think somebody would pay pleasure. us a few hundred bucks to have that experience? Uh, Listen, out good. there, if you want to pay us to do this, we will do it. We'll have a good time, and you'll have a good time. Well. You'll have a memorable time. You'll have stories to tell people. Stories forever. So here's the plot. Third, they've got to be more more entertaining than uh, Zack Snyder's The Justice League cut. It's got to be more entertaining than that shitty zombie movie you made. Ugh. This is a real film. Denise Richards plays Tammy, a college girl whose life is turned upside down when her boyfriend's brain is implanted into a giant animatronic dinosaur. Legend states that the film was made only because the director found a model dinosaur that nobody was using. It shows. Now, it has one of our favorite uh, character actors in it, Chad. Terry, oh, it's not Terry O'Quinn, it's Terry Kaiser. Terry Kaiser, that's right. As It the, also has Buck Flower in it. Yeah, it does have Buck Flower in it. But Terry Kaiser's doing some who knows accent. If you don't know who Terry Kaiser is, then if you're not, you're not a huge Weekend at Bernie's fan. He's Bernie. Yeah. And he's also in uh, Friday the 13th, part seven. He's a doctor in that part seven. I didn't know this, Joe. Did you know that and the episode eight- of Golden Girls? The theatrical version, which is what most people have seen, is only 82 minutes. But did you know in 2019 they found an uncut version that runs 90 minutes? Think about what those eight minutes must add to that film. It changes the whole gestalt. Sean Whalen's in this. We need to have a conversation with him at Scarefest. Oh, and Paul Walker's in this too. Dude, there is a ton of people. This movie is awful. It has some nudity in it. Denise does not get nude. Just going ahead and FYI. But Buck Flower. He shows all, his, shows all of his toplessness. Now, it's awful. The dinosaur looks terrible. It, it I just, 
it's so bad. I will give it this, and I don't normally agree with this. And there's an argument between film nerds like us about is it should you ever say something so bad it's good? And I know James is a fan of so bad it's good. I'm not always a fan, but in this this case, if you had several drinks and a it's hit, the guy who the guy directed Mac and Me too, holy geez, and the Ice Pirates. If you had Chad, oh my God, we should do a double. We should do a triple. Oh, Ice Pirates is his best film. Okay, I, I, can, I cannot give him. I cannot give him any slack. This is the man who directed Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates is his best film. Oh, that, dude, that, that movie is batshit nuts, crazy, and still holds up. And I mean, if you look at the list, yeah, that's his best film. That's his best film by by far. But anyway. I forgot where I was going with this. And her boyfriend's brain is in the dinosaur. It's just stupid. It's so stupid, but it is fun. And if you have a few drinks and you just turn your mind off, it's not unwatchable because it's so dumb and everybody's so over the top. Actually, Denise Richards is probably the worst performance in the movie, which well, is not let's She's yeah, not most... the world's best actress. Yeah, isn't she doing soap poppers now, guys? I have no idea. She's also the worst performance in uh, Starship Troopers. Her and that oh, damn smile. All she does is smile through the movie. And by the way, saying she gave the worst performance in Starship Troopers is like, that's a huge, 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 because there's several That was one of the most. The she's, most on the bold, she's on the bold and the beautiful now. That was one of the. Uh, was bold and beautiful. That was one of the most fun riff tracks, though, was when they riffed. Uh, I agree. Starship that was Troopers. fun. And I love Star. I'm not shitting on Starship. It's one of my favorite movies, but everyone knows that there's some bad acting in that picture. All right. I just wanted to do those two awful 90s dinosaur movies. And I, I one of these days, I will get around to watching Theodore Rex. Probably not. <laughs> Chad. Oh, man. So I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about another equally bad film that I was legitimately excited about seeing and when i watched it as a kid i'm like oh man this is terrible uh adventures in dinosaur city 1991 any of you all ever see this one no i've seen dog no, city I've by jim henson <laughs> what dog city by jim henson oh, dog I've got henson, on DVD. Dog city. yeah yeah, yeah i've tried watching i've tried watching that one um no um adventures in dinosaur city uh, directed by brett thompson guys this is not the the the, the who's who's cast is uh i've never heard of it really no no wow. I, I promise i'm not being a smart ass i have adventures in dinosaur city yes was uh, it double bill with adventures in babysitting i i've seriously i've never or adventures no. in Aaron Moonchasm. <laughs> no it, it it honestly it i think it was a direct-to-video release uh, but some of the effects in it are pretty, pretty amazing for what it was. But I think it's mainly because Brett Thompson. So Brett Thompson is, is didn't do a whole lot. The only other thing you can really look at that he that of note is he directed a documentary called The Haunted World of Ed Wood, which I've actually I watched and enjoyed because because of the movie Ed Wood, I became a fan of Ed Wood. Um, it was written by Willie Barnett. Uh, they Willie Barnett worked on Space Invaders, but not a whole lot of other work other than that. And uh, it was also written by Lisa Morton. Uh, again, not a whole lot of credits, but she did do model work for Star Trek, the motion picture, The Abyss and Close Encounters. Um, hey, but R. A. Millionhoff, I can never say his last name, who was, was at Scarefest every year. Sorry. I was, yeah, I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, he is actually in this. He plays Mr. Big, which I'm, I'm trying to remember if that's one of the dinosaurs. I think it is. Uh, but it also stars Omri Katz, which I don't know. Omri Katz, I really liked him as an actor when I was a kid. 
I don't even know who he is. I'm looking him up. Erie, Indiana. Um, okay. Matt Matinee. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about this these group of kids who get sucked into a TV, and they end up in a world uh, a Stone Age with cavemen and dinosaurs, and it's it's a city of talking dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That's all I can remember from it. <laughs> and I have again, it's one of those ones that doesn't exist anymore. It was a it was a it was a one of those back VHS releases that I just kind of stumbled upon, and from what I saw of it, I enjoyed. Now I remember being bored but the effects in it were astounding. It was just these kids walking around with these cool dinosaurs. It's a triceratops and it looks like kind of like a velociraptor. Where in the hell would you, I'm trying to find it. Dude, it was I like, mean, I found it, the movie, but I can't find where you would actually watch it. You can find the trailer. I don't think you can. It's again, I think it's the way it gone the way of baby. Um, yeah, I didn't it's, know you couldn't find, but I'm still a little slightly, no offense, shell shocked that you can't find baby because that baby was a major motion picture. So yeah, you can't find it um but this one yeah it was a straight to video release these suits do look cool they do uh, i i really want to find a copy of it and watch it again uh it wouldn't surprise me if our if our uh friend glenn from good movie monday this is like they got a dvd release in australia of this and, and if it and does why if mick if mick strong is listening did you work on this <laughs> <laughs> love you mick no no i I just we had to mention it because again this was the problem i had i was trying to remember movies um and i'm left out i've left the best one for last because there's probably somebody screaming at this at us right now going why haven't you mentioned this well the european version it was called don it looks like this is the european version was dinosaurs the movie yeah it wasn't actually called adventures in dinosaur isn't that well i'm sorry i'm just sitting here looking through dinosaur dinosaurs but, by movie. the way it also starred Irwin keys guys which again you gotta you gotta give any movie with Irwin keys in it at least one watch <laughs> yeah if you guys don't know who Irwin keys is it would literally take us an hour and a half to explain it just google it and you see his face if you're over 30 and you see his face you're gonna know who that is oh that guy he literally yeah, was in everything because he had that face the goon face yep james well, gentlemen, I'm going to talk about, y'all have been talking about Jurassic Park as if it kicked off a dinosaur renaissance. Really, there was something else that kicked off a dinosaur renaissance. It may well, very well be the best dinosaur movie, though. Well before Jurassic Park. Matter <laughs> of fact, some people would argue this primed the pump for Jurassic Park. I'm waiting for you to prime my pump, bitch. That would be, and this is not the film I want to talk about, but I have to mention this first. And if I'm taking somebody for later, I'm not going to talk about it, so you can go into detail. But The Land Before Time came out in 1988. Thanks, Jeff. Now, if you were of a certain age... I left the animated ones alone because I I knew you Chad, you're going to have to talk about it because I can't. But if you're of a certain age, all the Pizza Hut tie-ins, it was Pizza Hut, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, my God. Something like that. I never got to watch it. And so I have never still seen the movie. I've seen episodes of the show with my kid. Whoa. They made later, Joe, but I've never seen the movie. You've never seen Land Before Time? I've never seen that. Okay, no. Joe, here's what I want you to do. Oh my I want God. you to take your mental that. image of Bambi and replace it with dinosaurs. Yeah. There I you figured. go. Run with it. And, and no offense, um, but James, not to cut you off, I can forgive you for the Sandlot. <laughs> i've never seen the sandlot either i know oh, i can forgive Wait, you you've for never that. seen the you've never seen the sandlot you're killing me bigs see he's not small chad i had to chase the line 
but not how can you've not seen the land before time i don't know i've still never finished oliver and company i was trying to watch it a while back and i got bored and so did the kids that is that is a guilt that is one of my disney guilty pleasures there's music and that's great anyway why would i worry land before time was a hit and has spawned i don't know 47 sequels i think think it killed didn't it kill oliver and company right is it the one that came the Disney picture that came out at the same time? Because uh, Land for Horror Time is produced by Spielberg and it's from Fox or whatever. And it yeah, it killed yeah. the Disney movie that came out at the same time, right? Gentlemen, we talked about this. Yeah, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So Land Before Time comes out is a huge hit. And of course, you have to create other things to tie into that or to spin off of that. And I had to bring this up because uh, as as Joe had kind of alluded to earlier, there's not a ton of television shows, except there is the animated answer to Land Before Time, not the Land Before Time animated series. That would come later. But tons of people realize, oh, kids are interested in dinosaurs now. They went to see that one picture. Let's make some cartoons. And if you ever thought, you know what would have made Jurassic Park better? Is if the Tyrannosaurus Rex also had to deal with Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> because that would have been great, right? They got no respect. Now, what turns out that's this idea they had, but you've also got to tie into the big trends of the time. And uh, skateboarding's cool, right? So, you're going to create a character named Denver the Last Dinosaur. dinosaur. And see, Denver is his egg is found in the La Brea tar pit by these kids. He hatches. Turns out they can teach. He's he's a hyper-intelligent dinosaur of undetermined species. But what the the, the villain... Because he's from Denver. The villain is of course a Rodney Dangerfield knockoff uh, who wants him because what are you going to do with this dinosaur that hatched in modern times? Of course you're going to have him lead a rock band. That's what you're going to have him do. So the evil Morton Fizback, who was actually voiced by Brian Cummings doing a Rodney Dangerfield impression, wants to take Denver and, and have him lead this thing. This cartoon only ran for two seasons, but started off extremely strong in the ratings. It premiered with an hour movie. Et cetera, I remember et the theme song. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I brought it up. I can't tell you an episode. I was going to say, I thought we were going to do TV after song, this, but James beat us to the punch. That theme song is stuck really in my. TV. Uh, that theme song is stuck in my head forever because he's our friend, and so much more. Denver, the last time. Anyway, um, oddly enough, I didn't know he this. Fields at the dispensary. <laughs> but so, Land Before Time peaked dinosaur interest. This cartoon ran for two seasons, but then dinosaurs started to cool off in popularity. They wouldn't surge again until that JP movie. Um, I will shit. say this: How many I'll, shows and movies are you talking about? This is two now. I will say but, this: Denver, the Last Dinosaur. Is, if you look at the cast, it is a who's who of voice actor uh, legends. Talent. Murderers oh, yeah. Row, as they say, Murderers. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just one after another. You got not only you got Rob Paulson, you got Kate Susie, Cam Clark, Diana Pershing. I mean, uh, the list. Rob Paulson. Yeah. I, I said mean, Rob Paulson. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. You, to you. bastard! They did anyway, this last week. They kept saying the same shit. If you guys look back at Chad, did you know episode, Rob Paulson's in that? No, but I heard Rob Paulson was in it. They just sat there and did. Yeah, you were making better with the frog horn like horn quotes, and it would do one <laughs> five minutes later that was the same one the one did oh. beforehand. Hold on, Joe. I say, I say, hold on. Anyway, the point I, being, the guy who was Pinky and Pinky in the brain 
would be perfect for Maurice LaMarche. He, he would have been, yeah. Maurice LaMarche. No, you that's savage. not Pinky. That's, that's, that's the, the brain. brain. Yeah, that was the joke. Oh. It was not a have joke. Have you tried telling it better? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, it peaked for two years, and then it, you know, it, Jurassic Park didn't come out quick enough to save Denver, but I didn't know this. Do you know that Knott's Berry Farm had an entire promotional tie-in that lasted till 2004? <laughs> No, theme park? we didn't live in California, so we didn't get any Knott's Berries. Oh, well, let me do one other thing. Do you know that it was relaunched uh, in 2018 as a new series in France and it's CGI? No. They rebooted Denver, The Last Dinosaur in France, and evidently it did get an English dub, and you can find it streaming somewhere. I don't want to see it because if you look it up, he don't look like Denver. He looks like some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. Anyway, Denver the Last Dinosaur is the one dinosaur I watched as a kid uh, that is still stuck in my head. Because once again, Joe, he's our friend and so much more. He's Denver the Last Dinosaur. Is it my turn? Please, God. (laughs) I've got one more shitty movie I want to talk about. And it's a tie-in to television. The Murder Virgin. Oh, wait, no. No. Sorry. (laughs) Sad shitty. I didn't see Academy Award (laughs) winning for best short film ever. It should have. Gentlemen, I mean, it was at least original. In 2009, there was a comedy superstar who was able to just look at things and point and get them greenlit. And he decided to lay his hand on this property, this property that had been entertaining geeks and nerds and weirdos like us for centuries. And by that, since the 70s, a show called Land of the Lost. Lost. Will Farrow and Danny McBride gave us the movie Land of the Lost. And do you know who talks about that today? No one. No one, because it was damn near unwatchable when I watched it. Uh, this More is, people I, talk I, about the, what's the, uh, Everything Must Go. Is that the film that Will Farrell t- did? Yeah. Yes. More people talk about Everything Must Go than talk about Land of the Lost. I actually enjoyed Land of the Lost. $100 million spectacular failure. It was. It, I understand why it failed. It's not a good movie, but I actually laughed, so it was worth the watch for me. And by the way, though, Land of the Lost... Everyth- by the way, Everything Must Go is another great film. Not great. Yeah, it's good. But hold on. Everybody talks about... I was reading some stuff about this. But the issue, a lot of people say, and I, and I was still trying to, and I haven't seen it since 2000, probably 10 or nine, whenever it came out, is that Will Ferrell's comedy doesn't really match that show. The ma- that show is about the innocence of the stupidity, right? Yeah. But you guys, yeah. I mean, I don't know, either one of you, you're both a little young to be Land of the Lost fans. I tra- no, no, but I the, not, the, I tra- reruns. the 1991 one, I remember really fondly. Well, I don't remember that one, but there was the one in the early 80s or whatever. Man, I, then I that must have been the reruns I was watching. Does that sound right, gentlemen? Yeah, but I'm not sure because I, I, I know both versions, but Jay, with uh, I was never a fan of it. I couldn't, I couldn't get past the effects when I, and that's me talking. I just, and I just cannot get past the effects, huh? Well, I, you know, I remember it as a kid, but the show's hokey and you have to embrace it. It's like, for example, it's, uh, is it, it's, it's not, not Rankin and Bass. It's, um, yeah, I can never remember their names either. Oh my God. HR Puff and stuff. Yeah. I was trying to say it earlier and I couldn't think of it, but what I was going to say. Sid and Marty Marty Croft. Croft. Sid and Marty Croft. Thank you, James. So what I was going to say is, is, and I think uh, Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker understood this when they did, uh, uh, when they, Team America, Team America. 
is that Thunderbirds go, the reason that my movie doesn't work is because you don't have the puppets. The only reason that show works is because of the puppets and the puppetry, right? And you're watching it because of that. Th- right. That's the reason why you can't make a live action Thunder. It just isn't the same thing. I also had a problem with the, the other thing is with that movie too, is I, you have two varying different comedy styles of Danny McBride and Will Ferrell and they just didn't mesh. And the movie's not funny. I don't remember being the movie being funny or entertaining or anything. It just did, And I don't think it works for that particular story. I mean, could you have done a movie that has a version of that and called it something other or come to London lost? Yeah, but I, I, it just doesn't work. I don't know. I wanted to bring it up. I don't remember any of the freaking dinosaurs in it. I remember nothing about this picture. You don't remember the yeah. T-Rex, them chasing the T-Rex? The chase, I, that, that, was like, that was like one of the funny parts. It's the completely just... forgettable, Chad. It's not in my brain. Well, I, I guess trying... it's just because I've seen it recently, but the T-Rex... By the way, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I've got a page up for Land of Before Time, and they're showing a trailer for Maximum Overdrive. So it's distracting <laughs> me. Well, I've seen that. That's but, a classic. Um, you're talking no. about the little foot, whoever. Yeah, I was time. sitting here getting ready to talk about the, the T-Rex, and all of a sudden I see the, the, the soda pop scene. I'm like, what the hell is going on on the right side of my face? But anyway, no, I mean... Um, Took that coach out. No, I just... Uh, I guess it's just because I've seen it in the last couple of years. It's why it sticks with it's stuck with me. But yeah, the T-Rex uh, chasing after Will Ferrell because he just hates Will Ferrell was one of the funnier parts of that movie. That and sounds also, like a funny idea, but I'm telling you 13 years on, I don't remember. Yeah, And the mosquito scene was pretty funny too. The remake or the relaunch, I guess, of Land of the Lost in 1991 that ran one year as a half hour show. I remember it. And the scene that I remember with the dinosaur on it, is when the dinosaur tries to attack them and they only learn they can fight it off. They take one of those metal uh, aluminum foil, basically space blankets and they hook it to their car battery and they hide it under leaves. So when the dinosaur steps on it, you get shocked. That's the only scene of any version of land of the lost. I remember that's it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Who's next. All right. I'm going to go since we've already talked about it. We'll, we'll talk about it briefly. The Land Before Time. It was one of those memorable movies for me as a kid because um, we've talked about this. I was not a Disney fan as a kid. I never, I could not, I was not a Disney. I was a Don Bluth fan. Um, that and communism. He only liked Don Bluth and communism. <laughs> I looked forward to the Don Bluth films. I didn't ever, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> hey, remember. Sorry. Honestly, growing up, I can't tell He's you where. baiting a Thumbelina. I couldn't tell you being, I can't, I don't have any memory of being, looking forward to a Disney movie my entire life my entire childhood but don bluth when his movies came out they had my attention even um, rock doodle i liked he was rock like doodle. i love that cock i saw <laughs> i saw that at the old trail theater and i saw rock doodle at fugus they took am i remembering school. this wrong is rover, rover jane dangerfield that's not bluth is it no, is it that's not don bluth okay i didn't rock think doodle is though yeah um but Singing no um, chicken but I yeah, remember had, even in Hazard, all the kids from were all laughing and not in the way that I think Don Bluth meant. But again, it was 1988. I was a huge dinosaur kid when I was eight years old. I was like in second grade reading the, the books that I'd already previously mentioned. Um, so a cartoon movie comes out about dinosaurs. I'm going to be in the theater watching it. And I love that I actually had the puppets that I believe were from Pizza Hut. Huh. Um but it's about these, these, and by the way, I didn't know this until I looked it up. I never knew Pat Hingle was the narrator. And I don't I, I didn't know that either. I remember the voice. I can't picture it being Pat Hingle. Um, but Bill Irwin was the grandfather dinosaur. Helen Shaver was the mother. Um, 
and uh, you know, and we'll get into Frank Welker. Frank Welker's in this movie. Anything with Frank Welker <laughs> in animation. Um, but no, it's about these 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 uh, basically the world's falling apart. Um, kind of like you know, Pangea is separating, um, and the dinosaurs are trying to find food, and um, this these group of little kid dinosaurs get separated from their herd and they're trying to find it. And if this sounds a lot like ice age, ice age, rip this off. Whatever. <laughs> but no. Um, and I also love it from the fact that the fact that the, 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 they don't call themselves what they are, you know, because those type, those names didn't there. So the brontosauruses were called long necks. The triceratops mm-hmm. were called three horns. You know, it was, I, I just love that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it, it actually, and I, James mentioned, you, you referred to, you mentioned, you made the Bambi comparison, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the scene in this is way more tragic to me than the Bambi ever was. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, but, it's, 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 it, I, I made it because it's a cheap shot reference, but no, it's, I mean, it plays very different. It's not the same as a hunter killing your, mother yeah because there is a parent death in this spoilers for joe if he'll ever watch it but you know i I think it surpasses the lion king bambi any other disney film where the parent dies it is that heartbreaking in this movie and it it plays throughout the whole thing um it is it i I just love this movie and it made me love dinosaurs even more Uh, but frank welker played my favorite character spike the stegosaurus who just wanted to walk around and flop around and eat that's all he wanted to do <laughs> while we're uh, talking about animated films you guys mind if i mention one or you are you doing to do an animated film james no one that well, i think is besieged and hated on that i don't think is that bad at speaking of disney and pixar is a good dinosaur i don't hate the good dinosaur no but have you ever read any of it and looked you know it came out and it kind of flopped and it was one of pixar's first kind of oh not kind of a swing i knew it I knew it was a miss, but I didn't know. And a lot of people kind of shit on it from time to time. And I didn't realize to me when I was watching it, I don't think, even though I've watched it a couple of times, I've seen it when it came out and I saw it with my kid. I didn't realize that I thought it was just, oh, they're just kind of throwing uh, actual history to the wind, but it's not. It's based in an alternate reality where, you know what I mean? Yeah, they even cover that at the top of the movie. I somehow missed it. (laughs) I was reading articles about it. But I, I I don't know. I think that's one. You, you must have been distracted because yeah, the first movie it, it shows the it shows the comet and it goes. Yeah, I must be. I and I don't and I like I said I remember it. I remember the little boy and I just watched it the other day with a kid and I must have been doing something when it started. But I, I think it's unfairly judged. Now their I other one, Dinosaur, I have no recollection of, even though I know I've seen. I, it. I've never seen it. I have seen it, but I can't tell you the plot. John Cusack, right? Maybe sure. I don't you know. Could, you could have said flipping flibbly flibbly blue and i would have been like i can't argue with you till i get on imdb james james go last or jad i can't remember now i went and then james you're last what are we going to talk about we gotta do some for the movies there's one i have to bring up from television and it's not one that i like but i think if you're talking about dinosaurs in film and television and you don't mention this character and you know anybody that was born from, let's say, 1986 through now that was a child during that time period, you'll get called out. That, my friend, is, of course, Barney, 
the dinosaur. Oh, why are we talking about that? Because well, it is it is a major dinosaur for a lot of people younger than us, Chad. My younger sibling loved that flipping dinosaur. I once again what is with the pauses clockwork orange style had to deal with Barney and friends it is why Barney and friends and the Lion King Lion King I can appreciate but we watched them so much and I didn't care baby bop could have been tied to a railroad spike and driven into the sun and I would have been like that's a good episode that's a good but well you know they're just aside Barney was never supposed to be a hit. I don't know if you know this. Do you know PBS originally only paid for 30 episodes and wasn't going to renew it? It took PBS stations and other people riding in going, no, no, you've got to make more of this. Originally, they were only going to make 30 episodes. And um, the, the Barney fan club basically pulled a Star Trek and said, you can't cancel this. You've got to keep it going. Uh-huh. And if you look at the full history of this, it has changed hands, quote unquote, on production companies. Originally, it was Lions Partnership, which was Cheryl uh, Leach's, uh, was the original creator. It was Connecticut Public Television from 1992 to 2005 for a while. 1994 to 2001 was Lyric Studio, Hit Entertainment, 2001, 2010. Uh, WNET out of New York. I helped sponsor it from 2006 to 2010. It's went through multiple distributors. And Peacock right now has a documentary coming up, out about how unlikely this entire thing has been. And again, I am not a fan of Barney the Dinosaur. But I don't think we can do an episode where we say we're going to talk about television dinosaurs and yeah. not acknowledge that this is the longest running dinosaur on television yeah my nieces made me watch it when i was when they were little and my youngest uh my oldest daughter abby she was she had her barney well even Haley had her barney phase i still remember going to universal studios and having to see the barney show twice and then my kids running down uh, when they had they had, we found they brought all three dinosaurs out and they don't announce it barney baby bop and what, i don't remember the other one uh, yeah. but that's one of the fondest memories of us being in that area and them coming out to the front of the show um, and, and the kids seeing them and running full tilt, full, full speed right at Barney's crotch. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, BJ was BJ. a seven year old <laughs> protoceratops. Um, by the way, other people that appeared in this, in the early episode, Selena Sandy Gomez. Duncan, uh, Sandy Duncan played mom, played the mother of the children. Uh, but, uh, some of the lesser known puppets especially i guess they were around during seasons four uh through six i just want to mention them because i would watch an entire show if these were the names of the characters in it because they just sound great there was a brown squirrel puppet named scooter mcnutty tell me you wouldn't watch like literally if adult swim announced they're going to have a new show written by the people who wrote Squidbill, it's called scooter mcnutty you'd watch that pilot there was also Miss Etiquette. Miss Etiquette. She was a purple bird. And of course, Booker T. Bookworm, who was a worm obsessed with books. There have also been movies, obviously, made of this. 
and there is an upcoming um uh daniel i'm gonna say his wrong name the british actor that's in uh nope, nope and all get that. out daniel yeah daniel kaluuya am i saying that right i apologize yeah. i've only read it i've never heard it he is actually financing and producing the upcoming theatrical unti- currently untitled barney film but it's a dark it's a dark movie if i'm not mistaken they're actually trying to do a dark turn on it where it's like I forget something about they don't believe in Barney anymore or something like that. It's supposed to be real. It's supposed to have a dark tone to it, um, which I think some people are fighting. But James, uh, yeah, you can look if you want to look that up and uh, prove me wrong. But if I'm remembering it correctly, that's the whole thing is like it's supposed to not be a kid film, which is weird. Hmm. I've never... But well, I mean, we're getting a a horror Winnie the Pooh, right? So yes, yes. Who's to say? You know, up is down, my friends. Up is down. But I literally, we can't do a dinosaur episode and not mention Barney. I honestly thought yeah, we would right. get called out if we didn't because, man, that has meant so much to so many people. And Whereas way, us, us real OGs know that. And if, <laughs> I know if that anybody calls us history. out, I was going to say, if anybody calls us out because we're passing movies now, uh, we didn't bring Super Mario Brothers up because I don't really consider that a dinosaur. It was on thing. a couple of lists. Yeah, it was. I just don't consider it a dinosaur film, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so. to, to Chad's point, let me give this update. So this is coming from uh, IGN, which originally was the gaming network, but they have an article did July 16th, 2022. So extremely recent. Uh, Kaluuya has, was speaking to the Hollywood Reporter about what uh, projects are currently in development as production company, 59%. He uh, wasn't ready to reveal everything happening behind the curtain, but he did briefly discuss this project regarding everyone's favorite purple dinosaur and why the project he was so interested in. My last last number of films have been so aligned to kind of what I stand for as a man, but there are a lot of things that I do as a man. I love kids films. How did everyone get into films watching kids films? I don't want to restrict myself to the limitations of what I'm perceived as. Uh, so he does go on to say that it will be a heartbreaking live action Barney movie. It is still in development, but speaking about the project to entertainment weekly, he said, Barney taught us, I love you. You love me. Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when that just isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking. Kluya said, I have no idea why, but it feels like that makes sense. It feels like there's something unexpected that can be uh, poignant, but optimistic, especially at this time now. I think that's really, really needed. So Mm -hmm. evidently, Chad is right. We're going to get a dystopian Barney movie. I don't know if it's really dystopian, but wouldn't that be cool? All right, so what I, when it comes to television, and I, I we're running a little over an hour here. When it comes to television, there's not a ton of dinosaur TV for me to talk about. Jim Henson, that's it. I mean, I, I, you talking about dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. I I'm, disagree, gonna, but I got gonna, I got a few. Yeah, I'm going to turn it over to Chad because I just, I mean, once it gets past Land of the Lost, I, I just I couldn't think of anything. Chad, yeah, we James, we got to talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. Um. I loved dinosaurs when I was a kid. I, I'd still, and I still do. There, I, I will admit it's one of those shows that does not really hold up strongly. Um, there's several episodes that don't, but um, yeah, it was a Jim Henson featured show about it. It featured 
life-size robotic dinosaurs. Uh, the Sinclairs, it was, it was a sitcom that featured dinosaurs. It was, um, so, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it, um, I remember being running home on my bicycle so I didn't miss the TGIF premiere of it. Um, but it was great. It was just this family of dinosaurs who um, who were were dealing with day to day life, struggling. And um, the the dad was a, a blue collar worker who pushed down trees for a living. That was his whole job um, because they didn't need bulldozers or anything like that because they were dinosaurs. Um, I, I just loved every aspect of it. One of the best episodes. I don't know if James remembers this one. Um, I'm going to forget it. I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, bd wong is it not a bd wong james joe villain from big trouble not for oh no 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 oh shoot from big trouble it's uh yeah damn it chad i think he's the character i think he might have been it but anyway it's about it's about the 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 parents yeah the parents leaving the two the two older kids to care for the baby for the first time he's them like not really trusting them and all the animals in the fridge in the fridge go mutiny take over the house it's one of the best episodes of that series and one of the funnier ones and it's just all about these these cats and uh, that are half eaten <laughs> like one of the the main guy has a fork wrapped around his hand where they ate his hands you know it's, it's so gruesome when you think about it well no there's all i mean that was a show that also did a ton of commentary and you can talk about the last episode but oh, one God, of the, episodes the last that- episode's one of the Man. One of the episodes that I remember really well is the blues episode, basically, where it's dealing with um, the, the uh, oh, what's the name of the son? Robbie. Uh, uh, Bart Jr. No, uh, Robbie yeah, Sinclair. Rob, yeah, Robbie Sinclair starts listening to mammal music, and it's all about the blues, basically. He's listening, and you're not supposed to listen to that. That's not made by are people right it's not made by dinosaurs and he he sneaks out to actually a uh a a mammal club to listen to the blues effectively i i just remember that episode because it you know that's a way you can actually talk to kids about what was and that's actually exactly what my parents did there you know we watched it and then they were like yeah you, you used to not be able to do that you used to not be able you know you you didn't go to certain clubs. Certain people couldn't go to other clubs because of racial restrictions. But, um, but you know, it, it was really interesting that you had this show that was. Uh, there's even a Simpsons episode that makes fun of it. It's like they took our lives and put them on TV, and it's the dinosaur. It's Robbie Sinclair basically saying, "Don't have a cow," on on the Simpsons screen. But anyway, uh. But no, it, it was a show that did quite a bit. And it was, it yes, it was goofy at times. And, and I recommend everybody needs to find the album, the CD they released. Um, or just go to YouTube and search for uh, the uh, song, I'm the Baby, Gotta Love Me, because they did a full music video for it. Which, by the way, yeah. And and, and if you had, um, most of our viewers have had to watch it. Yeah, and it would, the voice of the baby is Elmo. It's the voice of Elmo before there was Elmo. So Kevin oh, really? Clash. Oh, was it Kevin Clash? Yeah, he did the voice of, of Baby. But no, I mean, it, it also taught us to respect our the elderly. Do you remember the episode where it was all about the, 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 the dinosaurs got to a certain age? I do not. Yep. And then they were thrown off a cliff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so grandma, the grandmother comes in and it's all about Earl practicing to throw because it's his mother-in-law throwing yep. her off the cliff because he hates her. 
but uh, Robbie refuses. He doesn't want to lose his grandmother. And then, and then they break tradition because she says, I think, because uh, she knows how miserable it'll make Earl. She goes, I've decided I want to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, there's the howling day where, you know, he's, he's going through puberty. I mean, it's, they're, they do it in a way that is funny, but they're also covering serious topics. And like I said, again, that last episode is probably one of the most heartbreaking endings of, te- of in television. Um, and I guess Push you should say one, too many trees. I was going to say, do you, th- if you're going to end a show, that might be an example of doing it right. <laughs> yeah. There, there was no chance of, are we going to get renewed for another season? No, we are no, not. We are going full tilt boogie on this. Because and, it's it's literally the end of their world. It's the rise of ours, but it's the end of theirs. Yeah. Um, so other dinosaur shows, Joe, James, do you have one, or do you want me to just go I, down? I just go ahead because I don't. Have I've any. got I've got one I want to mention because so few, I got a couple I want to mention, Chad. If if I'm stealing any of these from you, Chad, no, dude, it's to. fine. Um, there was a brief one, and I it was not. It had a great cast as far as oh that guy. Um, but none of these caught on, so I just want to mention them quickly. But 2011, we got Terra Nova on mm-hmm. Fox. Anybody remember Terra Nova? I watched an episode or two of it, but I hadn't remembered it till you brought it up. Yeah, it's 2149, and the Earth is overpopulated. Everything's going wrong. This, by the way, is a plot to a Star Trek episode as well. Uh, the original series, Mr. Atos, shows them how to use portals to go back in time. Uh, but they don't find a portal to go back in time because, of course, they can't mess up the timeline. They find a wormhole that takes them to an alternate Earth where there's still dinosaurs. And they have to basically figure out how to colonize it. And, you know, it's, there's some mm-hmm. comment about the military and things like that. Um, and then there's been tons of versions of, let's uh, talk about another couple really quick, tons of versions of The Lost World, which Joe mentioned earlier, that's been a television series several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, in syndication from 1999 to 2002. Um, uh, there's been two versions uh, coming off of ITV of Primeval. I don't know much about that because I never watched it. Mm-hmm. But one that was a team up between Hallmark and Disney is Dinotopia that originally came out in 2002 as a basically a movie, a miniseries. I guess. It was a miniseries. Uh, but that did lead to a short-lived TV series that was on ABC a year later, well, later that season that ran from 2002 to 2003. Dinotopia, um, if you're a fan of Wentworth Miller um, from, uh, I always think of uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Flash, but most people remember him from Prison Break. Um, he's in the, the miniseries that launched it all. So it's got a lot of uh, who's who so to speak but he plays one of the major brothers and it's a show about a plane crashes into the ocean mid-flight they wait uh, wash up on an uncharted island and guess what it's it's a it's a civilization where humans have peacefully learned to coexist with the local dinosaur population it is a dinotopia those are the two that came to mind that we hadn't mentioned so there yeah. you go so I'm going to get rid of the two throwaway ones because you have to, when uh, James says you have to talk about Barney, which I agree. But when you talk about dinosaurs and TV, you also have to talk about this one. We briefly mentioned it earlier. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm. You got to talk about that one. At least the first iteration of it, because they, they were dinosaur based 
rangers who wrote but it makes no sense yeah you know you know the power rangers uh but also transformer beast wars uh because the, the they actually change into dinosaurs um but i also want to talk about uh where i'm going back into animation uh dino riders we mentioned this in our toys episode i believe james brought it up it was one of our favorite toys as a kid I but it also was, dino riders yeah it yeah, I also, talked about it before but i forgot yeah it, this time. it was about a it was about these people who who basically turned dinosaurs into walking tanks it was great um you also had cadillac and dinosaurs another forgotten cartoon i don't remember that at all it was it was literally that's what it was it was these group of <clears throat> these people who were kind of resistance fighters and cadillacs and they fought during the age of dinosaurs very bizarre uh you also had dino saucers did we all ever see this one about alien dinosaurs mm-hmm no, but that sounds very close to what was it called? What was the Leonard Nimoy comic that was done by Techno Comics? No idea. Oh, I'll, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Um, and then finally, I, I do want to mention in TV, and this is a this is a more recent one, and I highly recommend everyone watch it. Primal. Um, it's a series of shorts um, directed by, and I'm going to butcher his name, Jindy Tartofsky. Um, he directed. He's he's the creator of Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. um dexter's laboratory he, hotel transylvania um i hope to see his ver- his uh, animated feature of popeye um there is a there is a promo reel out there for that a demo reel it is it's what popeye should be but primal is about a caveman who um loses his family to dinosaurs yeah. um and a dinosaur and a t-rex who loses her baby to the same uh, dinosaur and through a series of fate, they, they, they come together and connect. And it's all about this, this dinosaur who's lost her family and this caveman who's lost his family teaming up and walking through prehistoric time uh, with each other facing adversity. Uh, It is, it is a truly, and, and it's done with almost zero sound. Hmm. um it is worth a watch if you haven't seen it um it, it's truly it's and the animation's breathtaking it's it's some of his if it's not his if it's not jindy's best work uh it's right up there with it so i highly recommend it uh the what i was talking about was um published as a comic book not as a a movie though there was a cd-rom comic that was done based on this that was animated a little bit uh was pre-mortals um, which was Lear Nimoy based on with uh, uh, contributions from Isaac Asimov. It uh, was made into a comic published by Techno Comics, which later became Big Entertainment. It ran from 1995 to 1997. The plot to this is, is that an ancient alien race called the Magi uh, had visited Earth and basically realized, hey, there's nothing protecting these animals here. There's no way of, you know, hypothetically a big asteroid could come along and wipe them off the planet so they preserve some of the dna and they seed it on other planets and leave it to evolve there uh and that's why they're called the pre-mortals they're before humanity came to rise the uh, dna slowly evolves and so it's basically dinosaurs what they would have been evolved into if they would have been you know eradicated and they eventually basically come back to earth 
And uh, based on, again, Isaac Asimov, you may have heard of some sort of slouch uh, science fiction writer. I kid, please don't kill me. Uh, and Leonard Nimoy, best known for uh, playing Spock. But the comic did run for a total of two different volumes, uh, 23 issues. Uh, so there you go. Hmm. Uh, that's a weird dinosaur connection. But hey, I managed to get Leonard Nimoy mentioned in an episode. There right. you go. Is that it? That's it. All right, guys. Well, this has been our dinosaur episode. Please, if you have any kind of complaints, I, I honestly, right now, I'd just love to hear from anyone. Yeah, you know, we don't get a lot of feedback. Uh, now, we nice. got corrected on the uh, Looney Tunes on YouTube. Go on, but he is right. It was, it, it was of mice and men. They're right. One of the, yep. Yeah. I was going to say, I saw that comment. And I'm like, oh, I should have yeah, remembered that, yeah, right? Because it's, uh, and, but, but that person also subscribed. So, God bless him. Yeah, yeah, that was, and, and so uh, we do this uh, for At nothing. Marianne, for, it's it's uh, uh, it's about time you subscribed on YouTube. Uh, that's uh, just, yeah, that's a hit. So thank you all so much for listening, and please subscribe. We we do this for the applause, and we're done. We are so done. It's been bonehead. Uh-huh. <laughs>